I missed you guys. That is really true. Um, really miss you. Really miss you. We also just, um, so Vicky and I, you probably, you know, we were in Israel slash, we, so we spent like, I don't know how many days. It, when you're in a place for a long time, things just get blurry and you don't know where you really are. You're just kind of, we were on a bus for like 12 days. We were the youngest people on this bus. I think I've told some of, these, some, some of you guys, like um, the, 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 the people that were like just like the closest to us in age, like I guess uh, our pastor's kids were there, but then mostly it was just like 60 to my grandma who went on this trip, and she's 89 years old. And we are on a bus with um, a lot of old people, which they're great and hilarious. Old people are hilarious. I hope that one day I get super old and get uh, permission to say whatever I want because it kind of feels like sometimes when you get old, you can just say whatever you want. Um, so I'm in a bus with all these people. It's, it's hilarious. You're in this bus, and so like some people will be like, it's too cold. And then someone from the back would be like, no, it's too hot. No, it's too cold. Like just these like arguments that are happening. And so we're in a bus in Israel for like 12 days, and we're trying to see everything. I was telling someone tonight, it was kind of like going to like Disney World and trying to do Disney World and all like the parks and like Animal Kingdom and like the water park and trying to do that all in like three days. It's kind of like you going to Disney World, trying to get all the rides, go to all the shops, do all that. So we went to Israel and tried to see basically everything that existed, everything that Jesus touched, basically. It's like, Jesus did that. And like, you just get off the bus, and you get kind of like, well, what happened here? Was Jesus baptized, or was this where he like, you know, had his first haircut? You don't even know, because you've just been like <laughs> going for so long, and you get so tired. Um, and like, Vicky and I got sick on the bus, and like, we're, what, what, you got to keep going. you got to keep rolling. And we had an incredible time. Um, and I tell you this story, because people are like, how was it? And it was really good, really good in the sense of like, we learned so much, and um, also really good in the fact that we're home, and with people our own age, and not on a bus. And so praise God for you guys. Seriously, I was like, I was there, and I was like, I just want to be in the well room, just without all of these old people. Um, <laughs> and they are great. Um, and do you, yes, hey, this. Am I going to Mexico? Yes, next week. Going to Mexico. So um, I say that because there was a point when we were on this bus where we just kind of hit a wall. I don't know if you've ever hit a wall where you're just done. You hit a wall, and you're like, emotionally and physically, thank you, Trevor, for hitting a wall, physically. Um, but you get to a point where you hit a wall, and you're just, you're over it. Um, and, 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 yeah, you just get to a point where you're just, like, kind of emotionally exhausted, and you're just like, have you ever been with the same people for a long time? You just get, you hit, you hit a wall. Um, and I know that some people in the semester, you're at this point where you feel like, oh, I'm hitting, you're hitting something and you're tired, and maybe you're worn out. Um, so tonight, we're going to read a story about somebody who it was kind of facing this wall. And it was kind of a physical barrier of this crowd. Uh, and it's a guy whose name is uh, Zacchaeus. And if you grow up in the church, if you've grown up in the church, you know the story of Zacchaeus. And you know there's a song that goes with it, and you're not going to sing it because you're going to hold back with all of your... You're holding back. Okay, fine. Who wants to sing it? Thank you. Zach was kind of singing it. Um, this is like a story that they put on felt boards and stuff. Um, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Zacchaeus was a short person. Um, he was a tax collector. And here's, you need to know two things about tax collectors. Listen up. Two things. First thing uh, about tax collectors is often they were accused of taking more money than they should. So they would collect more money from people 
and they would, they would like skim off the top. And so these tax collectors would, ta uh, would collect money from the occupying power at the time, which was the Romans. So they would take too much money, so they were cheats. The second thing is, um, with this tax collector named Zacchaeus, he was Jewish. You can tell by, by, by his name, Zacchaeus is a Jewish name. And so they hated Zacchaeus too, because they felt like Zacchaeus has betrayed the Jewish people. Um, it's kind of like if North Korea came and took over California and one of you guys started working for North Korea and we're just like, we hate you, right? And we're like, we, we're going to kill you. That's just what's going to happen. Um, so people are upset at Zacchaeus for a lot of reasons. Um, and so Zacchaeus is super short. And so he, he, let's listen to this. I think it might be on the screen too. Um, chapter 19 in Luke. Track, track, listen. Um, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. I guess that's a better thing than to be in a normal tax collector. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. Um, my wife, Vicki, um, is not as tall as I am. Uh, I'm like 6'1", and she is 5'1", 2". Two? She's, she's around the 5. She's around the 5. Um, and so if you're ever been to a like a concert and you're kind of a shorter person what do you do you get on someone's shoulders you can do that so you either need to like like Andrew said you need to get to the back and get on something or like just get on someone's shoulders or like you can make your way through the front so like there's been a lot of concerts that Vicky and I have gone to together where she just like grabs onto me and she says here we go and like I'm getting like pulled to the front and no one can see her so it looks like I'm just going yay <laughs> to the front of this thing um so this is what happens. These are the things you deal with when you're short. And some people are like, yeah, you don't understand the plight of a short person. Um, and so Zacchaeus, he's trying to see above the crowds. Because here's the deal. Track with this. People hate Zacchaeus. All right? They think he's a tool. And so what they do is they kick him out. So he is behind a crowd, not just because he's short, but also because he's a social outcast. Because he's a tax collector, because he cheats and because he's cheating on the Jewish people with the Roman government, right? So he's pushed out of the social circle. So there's a crowd in front of him. Um, and so th there's this moment that happens. So for some reason, Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. For some reason. For some reason, Zacchaeus shows up to church. Maybe he's realized that his tax collector ways aren't panning out for him, and maybe he realizes he's a social outcast, and he wants to be a part of a community. Maybe he's just heard that that Jesus is doing cool magic tricks, and he wants to see. I don't know. I don't know why you show up to things. But Zacchaeus climbs up in a fig tree, and Jesus is rolling by. And Jesus stops in front of Zacchaeus. And I kind of imagine it being this moment where Jesus turns and looks up at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is in this tree. It's kind of a weird thing going on. Uh, and there's this moment. Where Zacchaeus is probably like, shoot, I, why are you looking at me, Jesus? What's going on? Like, no, no, I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see you. I didn't want, like, and Jesus looks at him in the eyes. And I think Zacchaeus probably is expecting Jesus to just destroy Zacchaeus. Like, just rail him. Like, if you were here Sunday, I, there was a whole woe section where Jesus railed on the Pharisees. I said this on Sunday, but Jesus was really upset with people who claimed to be religious and were fake. So if you're upset with those people, don't leave the church. Stay here. We need you. You can go back and listen to the podcast, and you can hear the crazy rant that Jesus went on against those people. So Zacchaeus is probably expecting, because everyone in Zacchaeus' life has probably pointed fingers and called him out. 
Have you ever felt like that? Like you're just ready for somebody else to call you out. Like you're walking on eggshells. Like you walk in your house and you know you're about to get yelled at. Or you go to school and you know someone's going to say something about what happened. And, and you're just, you feel like someone's going to point fingers. Someone's going to call you out. Have you ever felt just restless knowing that that's going to happen to you? So Zacchaeus is walking and he, he, he's up in the tree and Jesus is walking and he looks up and he's expecting Jesus to just destroy him. But instead, watch this. He says this. Um, Zacchaeus, he says Zacchaeus. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. I need to stay at your house. I love that. I need to stay at your house. I must stay at your house. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. If you don't get anything tonight, I want you to get this. Jesus looks at Zacchaeus in the eyes. He says his name, Zacchaeus. The word Zacchaeus means pure and righteous. Jesus looks at Zacchaeus in the eyes and says, I know who you are. I don't give a rip about what the crowds say. I'm done with the crowds. And in this moment, Jesus is saying in front of everybody, I don't care what you have to say about Zacchaeus. I don't care what he's done. I don't care how he's cheated you. I mean, I mean obviously I care, but, but I know who Zacchaeus is. I'm reminding Zacchaeus of his identity. Bob Goff has this cool quote. People, it's like often we try to tell people what to do. you got to do this. you got to do this. And we call people out all the time. Bob Goff says this. Instead of telling people what they want, you should want this, you should want that, we need to tell people who they are. This works every time. We'll become in our lives whoever the people we love the most say we are. We become in our lives whoever the people who we, lo- uh, we love the most say we are. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. Jesus tells Moses that he's a leader, and Moses becomes a leader. He tells Noah he's a sailor before he has a boat, and he becomes a sailor. He tells Sarah that she's a mother, and she becomes a mother. He tells Peter that he's the rock, and then he builds his church on it. He calls Zacchaeus pure and righteous before he's done anything. Um, Jesus calls out who people are. And the crowds were saying, you're this. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, What does that mean? That means that the crowds are probably telling him, you suck, you have no value, and Zacchaeus believed it. Um, If we want to love people the way that that Jesus loved people, sometimes I think we just need to step back and we need to stop being a sheriff of everybody. There's a difference between being a sheriff and a grace giver. A sheriff is always looking at how we should call somebody out, is always ready um, to say, hey, you've blown it, you're doing this. Anyone know someone like that in your life? That they're always ready to call you out? Um, don't look around the room. There's probably someone in here. Um, what? It's me? Um, um, some of us are sheriffs. We're cops. We're trying to catch people. But what Jesus did is Jesus began a conversation always with love. He began it always with love. And so he says, I want to go to your house. I want to eat with you. This is like such an intimate thing that Jesus is doing. Like, like these meals lasted for hours. And so he's telling the whole community, hey, this is, you know what? Zacchaeus is cool. Zacchaeus is mine. Um, that's what he's saying. All the people saw this and began, began to mutter, mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. You know that Jesus was accused of being a guest of a sinner? He was accused of being a drunkard. He was accused of hanging out with sinners. 
Jesus was able to be with these people without becoming like these people, but he was able to love them. Um, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the, the Lord, Look, Lord, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Okay, so what happened first? Did Jesus love Zacchaeus? Or did Zacchaeus change his ways first? Jesus loved first. Guilt and shame is never going to drive you towards obedience. Guilt and shame will never, it's not the gasoline you can put in your heart to get you where you want to go. Guilt, shame, and fear will never get you there. Love will. Jesus, he railed on the Pharisees because the Pharisees thought they were awesome. But for people who know they're not awesome, Jesus meets them with love. It's Jesus' act of love that calls Zacchaeus to change. Um, and so Zacchaeus changes. Um, and so I, I said that, uh, maybe I didn't say this, but this sermon is how Jesus wants to undo greed. And um, I want to shift gears and just say the opposite of greed is not poverty. The opposite of greed is generosity. So Jesus would be friends with all these tax collectors. He, he didn't necessarily say, you know, sometimes he said, give up all your money. Um, and he said that to the man in the next story. There was this rich young ruler, and he says, give up all of your money and follow me. He says that because um, for that rich young ruler, money was his treasure. All right, I want you to track with this. This is just a point that we need to get that I want you to get. It's helpful for you. There's a difference between a treasure and a tool. A treasure, if money is your treasure, it's what you're seeking it's what gives you satisfaction. It gives you comfort. You want to control it. You see that it's yours, and you've earned it, and you've found it. It's your treasure. A treasure is when we view money as being, and we worship it more than God. A tool is when we see something as being useful for the kingdom of God. Okay, so money can be either a treasure or a tool, right? In your family, what is money? I just want you, I want you to think about that. Think about maybe your family of history. What is money for you guys? Do you see it as a treasure or a tool? Um, people throughout scripture saw money as a tool. Nicodemus, we got to, Vicky and I got to see Nicodemus, um, his tomb that he actually let Jesus borrow. Nicodemus was a super rich guy. He let Jesus have his tomb. Paul was, um, Paul was a tent maker and he had to make tents and preach the gospel. There was this dude named Silas, super rich dude. And so he funds Paul so Paul can start preaching the gospel. Um, throughout church history, there are people who are Christians who make money and use that money as a tool to build universities, to build hospitals. Your parents are probably, they made money, and they're using that money, some of them, to send you to Mexico. Um, so when we use our money as a tool, um, that's, what, that's what God designed it for. If we see our money as, you know what, this is God's. God, whatever you want to do with this. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I guess so Zacchaeus, he's given this new start. Um, the greed is undone through love. Um, and then there's this opportunity to now use money, to use those things um, as a gift instead of greed. Um, so, um, so tonight, we're going we're to think about that. Two things I want you to think about. Stop being people's sheriff. Okay? This is the first point. Stop being people's sheriff. That doesn't mean if there, there are people, yeah, you can call somebody out if you do it in love. I'm not saying you don't call people out. There's enough police in the world. There aren't enough people who are loving people and saying, this is who you are. You are a leader. You are a child of God. We need more people like that. Second thing, we need to learn how to see our money as a tool, not a treasure. And you're like, I don't have any money. My parents pay for everything, and I, don't, I have like two quarters and whatever. If you can't do it with two quarters, you can't do it with $300,000. You can't. 
well, you're gonna have more money and then you're gonna decide to give it away or see it differently? No, it has to start when it's small or else when it gets too big, you're just gonna be like, yay, I have a lot of money and I'm gonna go, whatever, to Vegas. <laughs> All right, so right now we're gonna, we're gonna spend some time in, in um, we're gonna spend some time in small groups. I wanna pray for us as we go out. Um, I think some of you need to hear that tonight, that Jesus wants to look at you in the eyes and he wants to tell you who you are. He doesn't want to necessarily say, this is what you've done. He wants to say, you are pure, you're righteous. But that's for somebody tonight. That's for somebody in here. Let's pray. Jesus, we need to learn how to, um, how to just receive your grace. Because some of us, we have told ourselves we're not good enough. We're not pure, we're not righteous, and we're living into those things we tell ourselves. And so we want to receive the truth that you have, that you have for us. Um, yeah, God, thank you that you are in the business of reminding us of whose we are. We pray this in your name. Amen.